I've got four very straightforward questions for you. Okay. Are you are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to try. <laughs> you'll be you'll be it'll be over before you know it. Um, okay. Okay. Number one, what year did you come to community? Uh, when you say come to community, the uh, joining the uh, church. Uh, 2004, but I came uh, to some events because Ellen joined quite a few years before me and uh, brought me to the retreats, to the Easter services, and occasional other events that she thought were uh, special. Um, that uh, Ellen, I think, joined around 1990, but I, I, she'll tell you better than I. Uh, when did I first come to community church? Uh, back in the 1970s, when the church had a funeral society, uh, my parents joined uh, the funeral society, not the church, just the funeral society, uh, at the, um, uh, the invitation of friends. Uh, and we attended the funeral of one of the friends. And, uh, and uh, I presided over the funerals of both of my parents at the community church in the, um, uh, in the hall of worship. Uh, got to meet some of the members. I remember Helene Lightborn very well from the uh, second one, the uh, funeral for my mother. Uh, but um, at that point, it was simply a funeral society by a very nice group. We knew about the church. Uh, uh, people in my parents' circle knew about uh, Reverend Holmes. Uh, so um, it was a, a place we thought very highly of. But had, I, I had no thought that I would someday be a member during those uh, times. I'm, I'm fascinated. Funeral Society, I've never heard of that kind of program. Oh, well, it discontinued somewhere between when, um, when we participated in it and when we joined the church. Um, but it was, a, uh, it was a very nice environment to hold uh, memorial services. Uh, as it still is, the memorial services for members are often held. But uh, at that time, it was uh, made, you know, uh, Holmes and Harrim, uh, Harrington were uh, big uh, recruiters and always uh, a lot of outreach to the public. And I guess uh, my folks were brought into it by, um, by the outreach. And the existence of a formal funeral society was quite, that seems... That's pretty innovative. So this was open to, yeah. open to anyone. Uh, I think, well, certainly open to people who were friendly uh, to the to the, uh, the church people, but certainly not. They didn't have to have membership or any intent for membership. Uh, my parents were uh, as totally secular as I thought I was all my life, and probably I now consider myself the most secular member of the community church, but. Um, but I am a church member. That's really terrific. Okay. Um, that touches on number two, but maybe you can round it out some more. Number two is what brought you to community? What brought me? Uh, number one, my wife, because she um, took an interest before me. But what brought both of us uh, to community uh, was uh, Reverend Southworth's uh, sermons. And what brought us to Reverend Southworth's sermons 
were the fact that they uh, occurred every other Sunday in the morning uh, on WQXR, the uh, music station, um, when it was still privately owned and therefore could do things like uh, the um, uh, services. And uh, what we found then, it's not as, uh, unfortunately, it isn't as, um, uh, as uh, descriptive of the church now, but what we found then was a group of people, many of whom probably were attracted in the same way through their love of classical music uh, to a station in which they could hear Bruce's sermons and be attracted by them. Uh, we found a rather, uh, 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 should I say, convivial and uh, uh, similar uh, uh, group of people uh, with uh, rather appropriate, you know, close enough cultural interests to. Uh, uh, to be a very good environment for us. Uh, so I, I still think that uh, the indirect tie to classical music um, uh, and um, uh, of course uh, the many of the traditional Christian hymns that are that used to be sung in the service and now occasionally appear but very rarely uh, were um, to be sung in, in harmony in, in, the, in, in the church um, were some of the things that held us and still do. Interesting. Fascinating. Okay, next question. What is one of your favorite or most meaningful moments at Community? Favorable, most favorable moments? One of your favorite or most meaningful moments at Community? A recurring type of moment or something that just happened once? Uh, how do you mean at the moment? Maybe both, whatever. Well, uh, recurring is the singing of the doxology in harmony. That's still a, a pretty uh, a beautiful classical thing. And it was wonderful to be doing it again with other people singing uh, this last Sunday after being the only bass <laughs> on the Zoom on the Zoom call, uh, single moments. Uh, well, for me, uh, as a musician, it, it tends to be the uh, opportunities to do music. Uh, and for, uh, the very single moment would have to have been the uh, last time we did Messiah when uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Brown was sick and I had to uh, take over the service. And Jerry got us a wonderful pianist for some of the pieces. Uh, I still played the ones I had rehearsed with the chorus, but the pianist was very, very good. And um, when we came to the final uh, Hallelujah chorus, which of course I had rehearsed at the piano with the chorus, I whispered to the pianist, would you like to play the Hallelujah? And she said, yes. So then I got up and conducted it. And that, uh, if you want a single moment, uh, the chance to conduct the Hallelujah chorus at the um, uh, Christmas Eve Messiah service uh, the last Christmas before the pandemic was uh, was my number one moment in the church. Wow, that sounds like a gem. Okay, Hi, another perspective. What are your hopes for youth and children in the future of community? What are my hopes for youth and children? Right. That we have some. <laughs> uh, Uh, it's very difficult, you know, one needs a, um, uh, 
a certain number to get others uh, the hypertrophic uh, uh, mass uh, is, is is too small we have we have serious problems in uh, for getting youth and children uh, one our neighborhood uh, where um, what uh, relatively few families can, can afford to live in that neighborhood uh, before they've reached an age where their children have already grown up and finished college. And we have the Orthodox Jewish um, uh, institution that draws a lot of people. So, so uh, our location isn't very good. Then um, the fact that we have been a welcoming community for um, uh, gay uh, people has also somewhat cut down, you know, the, um, uh, the, mostly it's the uh, heterosexuals that uh, reproduce and, and have the children. Um, the perceived direction of the church is, is in other, other ways. And the, uh, uh, the educational opportunities in the city for small children cause a lot of the families that might to have children for us move to the suburbs. Uh, so it's a very, very, very difficult uh, situation. Uh, I think having Jill Novensky uh, in charge is absolutely the best thing an institution like ours can do because she is a very welcoming and a very able uh, and a very dedicated person. Uh, and I think that uh, if anyone can find a way to bring children uh, into the community, uh, community, uh, it will do it. But obviously, um, you're not going to get a lot of situations in which the child, independently of the parents, chooses to become a member of the congregation. You have to find a way of making the church uh, attractive to child-rearing uh, people, and that has never been a priority, it seems to me, in the years of the church. Interesting. Lots of thoughtful creative insights there. And here, here, as to Jill Novensky's remarkable yeah. abilities. 